Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained, uh, the official podcast of PSU.com. I swear that's the only time I'll do it this week. Um, we're on episode 171 and we're in the midst of E3 season. In fact, we've already had a conference and another one will be taking place just after we record this. Ah, madness. And it's already so exciting. EA put on the, the so far the best show of E3 because they are the only show of E3. And yeah, uh, maybe they might hold it for another conference more if uh, Microsoft uh, shoot themselves in the foot a bit. But as it sounds, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all that. Um, we'll also talk about some of the stuff that could be coming up. Um, are we get and I say this in quotes: an Elder Scrolls in space. Um, it's been talk, talk about backwards compatibility this week. Of course, we're finding out that Xbox One's use of it has been surprisingly low now since the initial launch of it i am shocked not really shocked actually because the whole point of probably yeah, is the year when you don't have many games once yeah, fell out every year with xbox so yeah, yeah. i want to stuff about games going free games being announced and games being delayed you know that's the the circle of life in video games it seems um joining me today as you can hear those silky, silky smooth tones is the wonderful Ben Chilliver Hall. How are you doing, Ben? He's doing so well, he's gone quiet. <laughs> I'm not too bad, thank you. And how are you today? <laughs> how about it? Are you on a lag, Ben, by any chance? No, I'm not lagging. I just kind of pressed the button twice and muted and unmuted myself. <laughs> All right, <that's laughs> then I kept talking when I was muted. Say, like, yeah, fine. Uh, you, uh, have you got E free fever? Ben? E free fever. Yeah. Yeah. I want my E freeze. I can't wait for the Microsoft conference. Yeah, in a really ghastly way at the minute. But we'll oh, get yeah. on to that, I'm, I'm sure. Um, also joining us. Uh, Coming back for was this the second week in a row, Tim? Yes. Oh, there you go. I've given the game away. It's a Tim. Tim's here again. How you doing? The Tim fact he's back is more important than the fact that he's actually here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's good. It's a run, considering you know, the roster for the last few weeks has sort of switched around repeatedly. It's nice to get a little consistency. That's a, uh, you know, there's enough of us here to talk about. All that's happened, even if some of us didn't bother to watch these re- stuff because hey, they were watching Doctor Who. Hey, I had a choice between EA or Doctor Who, and trust me, Doctor Who comes before anything. Ah, oh, that's fair enough. Well, I, I think even Doctor Who's biggest detractors might agree with you there that uh, <laughs> it would certainly have been the better choice. Um, let's let's you know, positives first. The game. <laughs> Games on show at EA's uh, E3 show last night were good. You know? um, we had actual surprises. Um, creator of Brothers, the Taylor Two Sons, came out with his new game, which was uh, a way out, which is a cooperative prison break game by the look of it. You just, yeah, it, it's all of everything about it sounds very intriguing and interesting and a bit a different way of doing co-op. And so that that alone was wonderful to see. Uh, we had From a bunch of sports. Heard, it does have 
local co-op and online co-op. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same screen co-op. He was. It will have not matchmaking. Uh, matchmaking. Yeah, they get they're going for the journey route. It's like you know, yeah. you are supposed to have, be strangers and in the game, and so it's good that you would have strangers online. I think that's a smart move. There, it's a one way of doing it. Um. Yeah, amongst that, there's also, we'll be talking about the sports games, the driving game, and the Star Wars, all the Star Wars. And probably most of all, we'll be talking about the YouTubers and slash streaming personalities that uh, apparently EA cut the budget a bit this year and decided they would get some of them to host instead of, you know, people who can host. (laughs) 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 Talking of which, um, starting us off of course was good old andrew wilson who by the looks of it has had a bit more surgery to make him into a real boy he's looking less like that little cyborg so you know good for andrew well done um he still kind of looks like a villain from deus ex game but it's yeah that's past with time yeah as they soften out his features he will become human um yeah and so we've got a whole sports blaster stuff um i don't know i mean Tim, obviously you'll have interest in the American side of the sport stuff. So were you intrigued by Madden having a story mode this time? Oh. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I got to the the heavy part in uh, I watched it I watched most of the show and I assume it's most because I got to the to Star Wars and I watched up until their first like actual gameplay, and I don't, I don't, I got distracted and kind of bored with the commentary, so I just didn't watch. I figured I could watch the gameplay some other time, um, but yeah. I got kind of just bored with the commentary. And the only interesting person was that I, I didn't catch your name either, but the the lady who's playing a part in the in the game, uh, she was the only interesting oh. one. But kind of like how Aisha Tyler has to deal with things, like she was the only interesting person among a bunch of idiots. Uh, so I kind of just. <laughs> stopped watching at that point and i didn't know that madden was having a story mode and considering that nba live has been a historically terrible game oh my god i do hope it's like the fifas and it's an open world rpg grand theft auto maiden simulator (laughs) yeah i like the journey it is so their journey tell me a little bit about it then if you would did they just say, oh, like, oh, story mode, yay, Madden? Or was there, like, something um, more to it? The cliff notes on it were basically that it's inspired by Telltale Games. Um, so I'm guessing that means that it will run on an old engine and not be particularly performance-heavy. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, from the looks of it, they've got a couple of actual real-life actors in it. Um, I noticed Cotton Mouth from Luke Cage was uh, definitely in there somewhere. Um it looks very much like you rise to the top, sort of, you know, going through college football to the big, the big league sort of thing, you know, much like they did with FIFA last year and in that sense, I think. So, yeah, it, they show it like a sort of story thing of hard decisions and rivalries and stuff. So, yeah, it's interesting, I suppose. Sign the contract. Don't sign the contract. Throw the ball, Be a team mate. Player, go Throw the ball. Johnny you can Delt do it. Town. Yeah, that sounds like a better option. These are not hard decisions. <laughs> Free ball. Uh, I I watched too much football. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it could add something, and it'd be less more like another menu to go through. I don't know. 
Um, I, I, well, I don't say I'm excited about it. I think the only uh, story-based, uh, story-based sports game that I've ever been truly like inspired by or moved by was uh, what is it? Fight Night Round Three. That like the fir- one of the first ones that ever offered it, and like that was like the coolest one I've come across. Uh, but apart from that, it's been just kind of mediocre. Like, even even though like, uh, MLB The Show, for instance, they have a decent one, but it's you know it's just it's it's like that rise to the top scenario that you mentioned. It's 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 tired. I mean, when you watch, it's like basically watching like a first person representation of ESPN. Like, oh, they did this thing, and oh, they did this other thing, and they made a decision. It's just like without the commentary. Yeah. And, and it I has mean, a place and it's yeah. a thing, and you can put your face in it, which is kind of cool. But I mean, apart from that, it's just going to be a, another mode for me. Yeah, and I think it speaks to sports games that having that almost says, you know, we don't don't trust our games to have that emergent feeling of doing all this yourself, you know, which you could easily do without telling any story. You, you could easily, I mean, they have the modes there to create your own character and go and, you know, go on your own journey up the, up the leagues. So yeah, I, it almost feels like this is for the rest of the crowd. They don't normally get in like they did with the FIFA where it's just to say, yeah, we'll, we'll tell our Rocky story, you know, that that's it. And that's what they're, all going to end up being because there's nothing else you can do with a sports game, guys. Like, guys, because they won't they won't dare say. Go on. How long until we get a, an MMO, a massively made an online game? Well, <laughs> wouldn't that be you know, something? Like if there were a game that they made <laughs> where you could be you could play like any of the world sports. Like it's the same game, but like you can be like. Well, hey, you're playing that game. Why don't you just come over here and play this one? So that's I think like that would be... Everybody's Golf is kind of doing that. Where you can go around golfing and then you can also go stop and fish. EA. Yeah, I mean, that's... This is actually a really good idea, Ben. This could be made into something special. Like, instead of making a bunch of games that have small clientels, make one big game, have a ton of support for it, and make it intended for everybody. Literally, because we love the money. We love the money. And I mean, game you well, you think of the best compromise for this is already kind of exists, uh, you know, in terms of everyone being their own player out looking for their own team, you know, sort of thing. And it's like Rocket League. That that is it. No one is. You're not partnered up with people, you know, like that. You aren't controlling a whole team on your own, like most sports uh, against another person controlling a whole team. You are always an individual and you're, it's all about your individual performance and more should be focused on that. Uh, I know it's there in, in sports games like FIFA as well that you get to do that, but it, it's so stripped back and just not handled properly. It, it, they just throw it in there and say, well, you know, you can do that if you want, but it, it's never a popular mode in the way that other modes are. So, yeah, something that focused on that a lot would be, you know, with the values behind it, would be good for a lot of sports games. Yeah. And surprised in the mirror of, you know, where RPG stuff just takes over everything, you know, that, that isn't more prominent, to be honest. Yeah. It ends up being a little bit too, I don't know, 
filler. Yeah. I think because yeah, I think because um, in sport you already have your ready-made heroes, if you will, and people want to be them. You know? So to make your own hero, no no one's going to care as much. And compared to say like a first-person shooter where you're all nameless soldiers, but you can make your nameless soldier look nicer with a pretty shade of pink camouflage and a gold blingy hat it's uh you know it there may be the problem for that why it doesn't happen hence why rocket league works because you are just a car with spangly bits on and it's all about your performance not about who you're playing as i mean i'm sure you've probably seen with online games the sports stuff where everyone ends up playing mostly the same teams because they're the best Mm -hmm. teams rather than trying to learn how to play a smaller team Oh yeah, just, you, I mean, you, there won't be many games where you don't see the Patriots on there, or like the yeah. Giants, just because the Giants have a really fast receiver and a decent quarterback, above average, yeah. I should say, it's Eli Manning. Anyway, that's it. It's great. much like with FIFA and pairs where you have your Barcelonas and Real Madrids and Bayern Munich constantly, because yeah, you know, so like they are the the poster boys. But hey ho, and much the same when you have people make up their teams and those ones in Ultimate Team and such, they're always made of the same players because you know, that's ultimately what you what you can do. So yeah, it's a good idea what you say, Ben. I think that that is something that will probably happen in time. Oh god, I was trying to take that this. Mind. <laughs> yeah, well, look. <laughs> Who'd have thought a good idea coming from that? <laughs> <laughs> Well, while we're on sports, um, making an original idea. <laughs> yeah, while we're on sports, then um, we'll go with FIFA. Now, FIFA would have been a fair enough trader. Yes, it's the first trader was pretty much the usual one of, oh look, it's not actual in-game engine footage of FIFA that they'll claim is the in-game engine footage of FIFA. And so, again, another thing with sports games, showing us the small details is all nice and well, but you don't see them most of the time in a sports game. It's like no. I, I don't really care. I don't really care about the inseam of this guy's jockstrap. If I'm, not, I'm never going to actually see it, am I? And it's like unless I'm zooming in all the time. In which case, what am I doing playing the game? There's porn for that. Uh, so, yes. Oh. So yeah. So the first trailer was yeah, pretty much the ordinary. Oh look, here's Cristiano Ronaldo a lot because he's the poster boy for this game, and. That was fine. Then they had a little break. They had two guys in sports jackets who are English. Apparently has some show in the US where they, they talk FIFA and stuff with celebrities. And apparently they're comedians or something. You wouldn't know, to be honest, by the god-awful performance they put on stage last night. Um, yeah. God, it, it was just risable. <laughs> just... I was, I was thinking that, that, that this is like seeing into the future of what YouTubers will be, be doing. It's just like you taking that aesthetic and putting it into the mainstream. It's like, no, no, no thanks. It's like, it, it's clearly the fact that, oh, these guys are English. They know about football um, on American TV. That, that's all they need to do. It's like, yeah, no, it's yeah, terrible. Um, so yeah, that was uh, good that they did that just before they showed more of uh, FIFA's the journey, the journey two, um, which yeah took the shine off that slightly, and that just seems like oh get you want to guess the big 
cliffhanger storyline for this one. Oof. Yeah, it's deciding whether you're going to stay at one club or go to another club. Oh, my Literally God. Literally the only... What a twist. <laughs> yes, they, they did a cool little bit beforehand where they integrated real-life players, managers, and um, TV news channels to speculate about where the player was going you know, this season. That was cool. But you know, it's like, and, and, of course, because the um, player in the game is based on a real-life person that they modeled in, it, they could use him for the live-action stuff. So that was See, a nice a touch. Problem. I wish you could use a custom character instead of a, a yeah. person. Yeah. And because this goes back want, to what I said I earlier. It's like Chile, the small, fat, round man, to be the best Premier League player ever. Yeah, and this is it. This goes back to what I said earlier. It, the problem is people want to have, in sports games especially, they want to have something thrust upon them they, rather than be their own person, it's, which is odd because, you know... I, I want Chile, really the, the smallest, fattest man to, to be... <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a Lala fell in soccer. Make it happen. There you go. There you go. It's a, I mean, if Mario can do it, anyone can do it. I want Let's Mario in FIFA. Well, he had his own football game, so you know. It's... Yeah. Who's going to win? Oh, Mario just a versus quick... Ronaldo. I don't, I don't mean to surprise anyone, but um, if you want to know right now, Xbox's uh, conference will be. A shade of green. There you go. There's some news for you. Breaking news. It's going to be... Oh, my God. Fifty shades of green. Don't. <laughs> God. I'm with you, Brian. Here we go. Ah, that's it. Yeah. Um, this is it. Did you have something to say about FIFA, if I recall, Tim? Uh, yeah, I was more of a, an observation and... I, you know, over the last week or, so, or a couple of weeks, I've been kind of curiously trying to throw my hat into the idea of playing soccer just because I, and, and it's, uh, it's a bit of a bastard thing, I think, because it kind of like un- through undermines the sport itself when I say this, um, but I'm honestly looking for another sport to fill the gap in the football off season, in the NFL off season, because my yeah, no, NFL, my my game forever you know and i i love it but there's eight uh, seven or eight months depending on how the Packers season goes uh usually it's about seven uh but <laughs> depending on the season goes there's just a, a ton of time between the postseason and the preseason right there's just so much time whereas like you know baseball goes on for like you know 100,000 games and basketball has 100,000 <laughs> some games i don't i'm not really sure uh, I think baseball is like 180 something, 140 something. I don't. Anyway, uh, but soccer, and I don't quite grasp it, but there always seems to be soccer all the time. Pretty much. I mean, right. and I don't like really, a small break now, but that's it. Until July, it will kick off again. So, in in like preseason friendlies and tournaments, you know, they'll have like exhibition tournaments and stuff around the world. So, it makes too much money for them. Not to. They they can just carry on. But uh, yeah, then they wonder why the players are tired by the time October rolls around. It's, uh... nah. um, but I'm still very I'm interested in it just because I don't understand it. it makes me want to. Um, hmm. 
and it's not like a big thing here, which makes it also interesting to me because it's not American right now, and anything non-American is actually sounds great. Thanks, Trump. Anyway, um, my uh, I, I'm interested in learning about it, and I really want to find a game to play. And after I saw some things with FIFA over this, especially the the tournament kind of things, and like just the the way that they really want to bring out the the players and their exhibitions, and how yeah, they play, and things like that, angry kind of has me a little interested. Not like you know crazy, but I mean it'd be an option. I want to look into it. Um, that said, the question I alluded to before this is regarding what's his name eduardo the the (laughs) guy who powers the game this year oh ronaldo there we go thank you eduardo okay Um, (laughs) (laughs) sorry um if in fairness, what I worry was, about that, like if they use him for like the the motion models and things like that, and then they have him as the the front for advertising, I feel like the game is going to be less organic and less like I don't know. I worry about yeah, now them following a, following a staple like that. Yeah, there's uh, like something you could say on this one actually as well. That, like, something that Pez would never do. So I know you're a Pez guy, Neil. I feel like I can ask you this question and get at least enough bias to change my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I could tell you this much, right? The problem with uh, FIFA, I find, as much as anything, is much the same problem you have with Uncharted, is uh, they over-animate. It's like they try to fill in every gap in the animation process to make everything look more realistic. The problem with that is that matched up to your controller input means it's not quite as responsive as it should be you know whereas pez is always heavy yeah yeah pez has always used a very clipped sort of animation if you're just playing the game normally you won't even notice it like it it just feels like a normal fresh flowing game because it's balancing player input with animation without compromising on either but i mean if you actually look at it you know in slow motion replays and stuff like just checking out you notice the little things it doesn't do it's like just tiny little frames they miss out they just skip bits and piece them together but it works it's like it's tricking your eye if you will because yeah. in the best way and that's for me that's why it's always been more interesting more fun to play because it you know it, it responds to you and i feel you can master it in several different ways whereas fifa it's like you'll see when you get to the elite level it's all trick stick nonsense and uh, i mean i yeah. can beat people on pez who who rely so heavily on playing the fifa way of just trick sticking the hell out of stuff and i i literally just play very much aggressive football without you know doing fancy stuff i just yeah, hammer them which yeah. is great i love that i can do that even now just like play that stupidly aggressive game press them and really good you know trouble their defense that way it's always been fun for me in that regard some breaking news about the xbox conference which won't be breaking news by the time this goes out of course yeah breaking <laughs> but yeah slightly breaking news it seems that everyone that goes get a free t-shirt that says i witnessed the most powerful console ever oh, oh my god it's gonna be a car crash <laughs> really that, that'll, that'll i'm looking at the picture right now on the air gaff yeah yeah i just yeah. Yeah, oh my god. I witnessed the most powerful console ever for a couple of years. 
I love that Jeff Gertzman has just done <laughs> the very same thing uh, with a picture of <laughs> an emulator, I think it is. <laughs> so, uh, uh, but yes, anyway, Pez is is very good. In this country, the main problem is that licensing is an issue because FIFA, much like EA's other projects, eats up a lot of the licensing. But oh, well, you know, I know how that you know, game goes. I mean, look at the ESPN oh, yeah. game versus Madden in 2005. Right. That's how you buy all now, now for all the shit. Yeah. Now for all the shit Konami get, you know, and rightly so. With yes. Pez, they have acknowledged the problem there for years with that, and they've always included the option files. Now, option files basically allow you to import kits from kit makers, so you can get all the kits that are missing, names and stuff, just import them into your game, no problem, click, done, like that. There you go, full roster of teams, as it should be. And because the kit makers can make anything they want, you can get retro kits, you know, things like that, and just alternate kits. So it's, and you know, it, when new kits come out before the end of the season, some of them do make them up early, so you can just throw them in the game. Your game's fresher than FIFA, basically, already, because you're not tied down to that. So yeah, it's, it's nice to see in that regard. But uh, they, they've acknowledged that, and that they need to, uh, have a way of competing that said online is a bit of a shit show at times it's just people can manipulate the uh the game in a way that means that if they're losing that they can disconnect and get you on the bad end of that because you know, obviously a disconnector gets punished by an automatic free in a loss for some reason their netcode doesn't seem to they don't seem to know how to decipher who's doing it but yeah you will almost certainly get that oh i'm freeing up oh hang on the connection seems to be going funny even though i've got this stupidly good connection oh apparently i've been disconnected from the internet um and now i've lost three nil <laughs> it's like it's irritating and i really oh, hope oh, they iron that out a bit this year yeah but yeah always oh, it is it just plays a wonderful game of football I mean, if you're coming into it new, I'd say for a year, maybe play FIFA because it's, you know, if you're used to the EA style of doing things, it would probably feel a bit more comfortable to start with. And then try a PES and, you know, see how you go. Because PES always goes cheap about halfway through because, you know, they can't compete. You know, they have to sort of cut the price. So, yeah, a few months of FIFA, try that out. When PES is cheap, get that in. And then okay. you'll get to see the difference nicely. As I said, demos usually come out for both anyway. So, but That's uh, true. The game, the game can change between then and the demo. As I found, like when I went to uh, play PES last year, ahead of um, release, it was very different to the demo they put out, and the demo was again different to the final product. But all good, just that things change. So you know, oh, I could play this way this time. Oh, then you get to the final game. You're like, Oh no, that doesn't work there. It's so you know, just the usual incremental steps they put in, which is fine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's as much as I've ever been able to talk Pez on this show. So that's great. I'm quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually kind of leaves me in the same boat I was in because I'm not really sure what I want to do now. Because uh, you gave me a lot of informational things to think about because 
like you mentioned with FIFA and so heavy in animations, Madden has been guilty of that for years. And they talk about all the animations they add. And every time they mention that they've added animations, I throw up a little in my mouth <laughs> and on the floor. It's bad. I, I get so frustrated because there have been times where I've lost games because of stupidly long and obtuse animations. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's mad. Handle it. I, I just, it like was, I said, I just, last year or the year before I took a recording of it. Um, I did a two-point conversion, which is essentially like the point after thing after a touchdown. It's not important. But anyway, I ran it. Instead of kicking it, I faked it, and I ran it into the end zone, which means I would get two points instead of one, right? Yeah. So I got I would get, I, I ran it into the end zone, and they said it was no good, and I didn't get points. Weird. Livid. I, I was livid because it, it didn't make any sense because the, there's a trophy for that, which is part of the reason why I did it. Uh, you do a fake field goal for a two-point conversion. And there's a trophy. The trophy popped registering that I did it. But the game said I didn't. The commentator said I didn't. And I didn't get two points. Mad. I Just to say this, the other point uh, in sort of opposites with the football games, and again with the EA sports games, the, um, they obviously have a level of scripting to make games more dramatic, you know, especially with FIFA. But the problem is, in recent years, is they've not been able to hide that. No, they've not me- been able to make it a very subtle thing that, oh, the game's, you know, this game's changing and you're having a hard time scoring and like that. And it's just very obvious that the computer's deliberately working against you and you're being denied, your, you know, free, despite your own skill, goal-scoring opportunities or your, where you should defend a corner easily. Some guy who's about two foot nothing will head the ball ahead of your six foot five defenders. It's just... It gets ridiculous. I mean, Pez does it as well, but it's very subtle in the way it does it. You know, you have your hardships, but you can power through if you really know what you're doing. So, yeah, that uh, again with EA stuff, I hope that that's been made a bit more subtle for them this year. Because yeah, it is a constant annoyance with that series for me. I, I don't think they will. I don't really have. When it comes to sports games, I don't have a lot of faith in E3 in EA because. I mean, EA doesn't have a lot of control in it. And I, I guess I don't know the, the publishing team behind uh, FIFA, so I can't say for, for sure, but the team behind Madden has been historically samey about everything, yeah. even though they add in these things. And they say that it's been overhauled and things like that. It ends up just being like a redecorated hashing. And uh, Yeah, anyway. one step forward, two steps back every, yeah, every, every year. year. And, that's why my review scores have been systematically going less because mm. I'm sick of it. I mean, the game is good, right? I mean, you could. I mean, if you really wanted to just release the same game, just call it like what it would be Madden seventeen point five. If you really want to be that yeah. chody about it, don't hide it. Don't lie to yeah. us. Or we'll update every couple of years. And just have one game that does two years, two seasons of stuff. It's not like much is going to change, is it? It's like, especially with stuff like Madden. It's like, you know, you, the kits aren't going to be much different. Quick overhaul here, quick this, that, there. I, I get it more with football because so much changes, you know, with strips and players from season to season. They could do it if they've laid down the infrastructure, but it would mean they'd have to skimp out for a year to do it because they've stretched themselves so thin. And I think that's the problem with all of. EA stuff in sports is they do stretch themselves so thin. I mean, 
it's telling that the only game that seems to get any big overhaul at any point now is NBA Live because you know it's terrible normally and they don't <laughs> they've given it an extra year of polish to do it. Oh my god. It's boring. Like I mean it could be bad, right? But it's boring on top of it. So yeah. it's just pure garbage. Yeah. I mean it's like that I said it in the sort of hits and misses of the conference. It's like they look like they're putting the effort in that game, but at the same time it's you know there's a better version of that game out there. And yeah. um, it And I mean I'm, you know, I'm anticipating a bit of success with the Frostbite engine, but I feel like they're just translating what they had in the other game into an engine that allows them to make the game look better as opposed to play better. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, I, I can be cynical all I want because the game has historically been inducing of my cynicism, but I, I can't really make it. I can't really say it's going to be bad until I get it. And I know I can say it's bad. Yeah. I think, and, I suppose that's something, you know, whereas most, you want to, if it's bad and they've tried, that's nice. Whereas, you know, every other franchise is just pretty much, it'll be satisfactory, but it'll have the stuff that keeps people coming back. And yeah, I mean, ultimate team, especially at this point, is a bit of a disease on the whole thing. And it's just, it ruins the point of the game on any game. It infiltrates. You just end up with this thing that takes over the whole rest of it. I mean, for all the modes FIFA says they have and stuff like, they don't care about them. They're, they're just there because it's like, oh, yeah, well, it doesn't really do anything. It doesn't make any difference to us. It's just another thing on the options menu because we know our money is an ultimate team mm-hmm. and online play. It's like, it's a, yeah, so there's not much effort put into anything else. I mean, the journey is obviously that first time where they're thinking, well, there's a whole market of people who don't like playing online that would like a single-player story thing. And, you know, we can tell the Rocky story and sports fans will eat that up because most of them, in fairness, are as dumb as a bag of rocks. Uh, and we'll just say, oh, yeah, that's cool. They don't need any, any super engaging you know, smart storylines or anything. They they can be given the Rocky storyline over and over again and they'll be like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's fine. Anyway, that's a lot of sports talk. It's probably the most sports yeah. talk we've ever Bad on this entire <laughs> in the history I of Unchained. Where I am now. Sorry, Ben. <laughs> this is like it's like wrestling podcast all over again for you. <laughs> um, so let's continue moaning about EA's conference. By, um, <laughs> now, BioWare's new IP got revealed. Anthem. Um, only free, it didn't right? really. Get, time for free meets Avatar meets Mass Effect. It meets, um, what else did it meet? A few things. Um, don't spend half your time, by the way, in your conference going on about how fresh, exciting, and new this new IP is, and then show only 10 seconds of a game that looks like the 10 other games. It's it, it's so new, you've you got, seen it before. Yeah. And in fact, if you've got an obligation to show your game at another company's conference, maybe don't bother showing anything at all, yours, if that's the case, because... It just didn't work. It, it was a very flat way of showing Bioware's newest, new, new first new IP in years. You know. It, oh come on! It'll be the exact same thing as every Bioware game. Every Bioware game has the same plot. That's what I mean. It, but they won't. They could have shown that if, if it was different. They could have shown that tomorrow or tonight. Sorry. 
and given it time. But from what they showed last night, it's like, yeah, this looks like a bit of everything else they've done and other people have done at EA. And it's like, so whoopee. That's, uh, I mean, Christ, it, it's hard to know what to make of it at this point. And it just felt a bit underwhelming that this company that's supposed to be a big part of EA uh, still just getting their first new IP in years uh, and it's just announced like that. It's like, yeah, here's 45 second teaser. We'll show the rest tomorrow. Like, it's like, I, I get that for sequels because, you know, teasers are there because, oh, we know this product. So that's cool. We can show a little bit now and you can go and see the rest tomorrow. That makes sense because people are already invested with the series. Cool. This something brand new teaser trailer like this didn't work. So it's not Bioware are good, but they've just come off the back of a, a game that's been lambasted and they're not a rock star if you will where people will like eat up every millisecond of a, tra- a teaser trailer so yeah bad point there for me i don't know about how you guys felt on that one yeah it was just samey i was like man i was like oh man i i, I watched it and it was just you know a little bit of everything i went okay okay well it's not coder so bye like it was my first filter. It's gonna be, <laughs> you know, cookie cutter. Okay, then it's not coder. I don't care. I mean, it could be interesting, but I, I don't really want to go watch that. It's it's for yeah. It. yeah, and the fact that it's at that conference for a company that like to buy up exclusive stuff and it doesn't tend to be the most exciting stuff or innovative makes me worry that yeah like ben said it's just going to be mass effect in x thing that you know, again which would be a shame you know, if that's all it is because they're capable of better surely at this point yeah this also about you ben? Be on PC, right because if it's going to be an xbox exclusive that means that because i don't think it's microsoft's own prerogative it's going to be on both right yeah, but it's not going to be an exclusive. They'll have something about it that's exclusive, which includes the reveal, showing it in like supervision on Scorpio. Basically, that that's what the game was like. That, that lame two minute. What was it? They showed like, like that Madden thing yesterday of Scorpio, and it's like I, I honestly can't tell what you're trying to show me because this just looks like sports people up close. But, <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't look any better to me, but probably not the sure, best thing. Sure, they're going to look really close, but you know you're going to spend 99 percent of your time at like a world view, looking over the whole field. Yeah, you're wasting time with yeah. it. But, but now yeah, they can it, individually render each plane of grass properly. Yeah, still going to be animated sure you know, instead of responsive and organic. <laughs> It's not like you can play it as a blade of grass, is it? It's just uh No, that'd be journey that'd be watching it flower too. The flowering. Flower too. <laughs> the flowering. <laughs> the deflowering. <laughs> flower too. Ball. No electric boogaloo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're back on sports. Look at that. Bioware's got the shot. Thanks so yeah. badly we got back to sports. <laughs> uh what else do we see? Um Need for Speed Payback. Oh god, more sports. Um, well, it's not. No, this is very much like uh, we saw the Fast and the Furious is doing quite well, so we went back to that. You know, it's like which, you know, it's quite full circle if you think about it, because you know, oh, Fast yeah, and the Furious the came... licenses. Oh. Let's use them. 
Yeah. I don't know uh, what it's just them. Sorry. What was that, Tim? I don't know what took him so long to use the burnout licenses because <laughs> like that's like oh, criteria that I was so immersed in, and then like that with like Need for Speed Underground, like put those two things together, instant classic. Just yeah, and <sighs> this, the odd thing is though, they're using bits of Burnout. It's not really anyone from Burnout that's making this. The company that are supposedly you know were the makers of Burnout are working on battlefront and yet it's not them either because most of the core team of that went off to form freefield studio so you've got three different studios that have bits of the company that made burnout basically and none of them are making burnout <laughs> so it's a it's it's a shame my only response but anyway yeah, it was nice this is it's a burnout need for space so all i want to do is say i need for out drop mic <laughs> <laughs> I only got a need for out. <laughs> Very good, Ben. Very droll. <laughs> the best way to get yeah. Ben to play a sports yeah. game is give him the option to be a Lalafell. That's all he needs. Yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. that that is, I, I'll play it then. And then for the halftime show, he can ride around a chocobo. Yeah, there you go. In fact, that, that don't need a card to give me a chocobo. See, in like, <laughs> a, in like 10 seconds, I made any sport actually interesting to... <laughs> Yeah. I'll never forget it, uh, Fantasy Eleven. Uh, one of the areas of Wings of the Goddess. People hacked the map and they found out if you zoomed out, one of the areas out of bounds was actually a giant football field. <laughs> Even had two Lalafell, well, what would Taru's in Eleven, but two Lalafell uh, goalies. And just a little bench for people to sit on and watch. You couldn't actually get there, it was completely out of bounds. But for some reason, they had, had a full football with a uh, referee. Yeah, a little Lalafell referee. Back then, they were called Taru Tarus, but still. <laughs> i got to tell you, if uh, Lalafell was the referee, I don't think anybody would listen to him. <laughs> well, of course you'd listen to him, because if he don't, he'll kick you in the shins. He will, too. Actually, he'll probably punch you in the shins. Well, he could probably punch you in a certain other area that's more painful, but we won't go that far. <laughs> Might take a bit of a jump, but I'm sure you could get there with some leverage. <laughs> Somehow, on this show, we've talked more sports than Final Fantasy than normal. <laughs> Somehow, it became both. What's going on. <laughs> the things we always avoid talking about because we just bore people <laughs> talking about them. Because Ben, like, I'm, I'm ben loves Final Fantasy fourteen, and I love Pez, and we just don't talk about it because everyone else gets sick of it. <laughs> That's why we've got Tim here, because he likes both, kind of. Kinda, yeah. I like things. Kinda, kinda, yeah. just kinda, uh, just kinda. Just kinda. But that's enough. All right, let's um, get, <laughs> yeah, that's enough. There's other stuff going on. We got to get to the end of the their show. Um, before we get to the whole battlefront thing, um, because it's it's part of it. Um, the YouTube personalities and or streaming or gaming personalities in general, they had a lot of them this year. As I said, repeat placing actual hosts in some segments before the need for speed bit they had a guy who looked like they just put a bag over his head drove him to the arena and just plopped him on stage yeah. and going oh yeah i'm here to present looks around at screen looks at hand need for speed <laughs> like that it's like you mean the thing you were just playing two seconds ago yeah and it's like 
Oh, my various primals. The guy with the quonk, right? In the leather, in the jean jacket? Yeah. It's just like, oh my god! Okay, like, that was that was my that was my sinking point, like where I just didn't want to continue watching, but I continued watching because you know, I, <laughs> it's kind of an obligation. But I just like he was saying, "Wait, what's up, guys?" Oh uh, crap! I'm in front of a camera. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, this is a thing. Um, yeah, it's so exciting. I got my buddy here. This guy I just met five seconds ago. My buddy, my best bro. Don't, I'm- dude. Never do this again, EA. And let, if you're going to bring in... And let, I, okay, I'm going to take a step yeah. back from my criticism and say that I respect what they're trying to do. Right? They're trying mm-hmm. to bring totally. in the people, right? They're trying to bring in actual people. They're trying to bring in people that viewers generally like, right? Their intention is pure. Not not, not pure. I don't want to say that because they're still a company and they're oh, still no, using... You're right, the, Tim. They're pure. They're still marketing. They're they're still like I don't know. They're doing a thing that makes more sense than that in on paper makes more sense than they've done in the past. But they treated it like a YouTube video as opposed to a formal presentation. Which they gave. I'm sure they gave these people like just the the basic sort of like follow this, talk about this, and then expected the YouTube. YouTubers to use their charisma and their forced machismo to be, you know, the the, the propeller, the perpetuance of their show. But it didn't work because mm. they're not used to a scene. They're used to a room in their house. That's it. And it's you're not catering to your audience anymore. You're catering to, uh, which is so with that, especially with YouTube, you are generally catering to your own audience all the time. You don't have to worry about criticism really because there's enough people around you going you know that will support you and stand up for you but uh here in this sort of environment it's very alien to them um, and as you said not just that they're not out of their house there's, there's a bunch of journalists sitting in front of you going yeah no just no like that and right it, it knocks them off you can tell the amount of people that just froze you know, straight away like christ um no it, which is you know they're not you know you can have personality and not have stage presence it is entirely possible now, you can do something yes. pre-recorded or on a live stream because you're in a comfortable area but going out stage doing that you have to be some sort of cyborg most of the time like andrew wilson or like patrick soderland who really was cosplaying ross geller last night it seemed i mean <laughs> jumper and everything like that it, even he had his awkward moments with his yeah it's me again sorry sort of thing it's a uh, so yeah let of that and i i'm dreading ubisoft's show in that sense where they've got the devs to do it this time instead of having Aisha tyler and mm. i just That's yeah that could work in some way if they if they got the pirate guy who did for honor back great he was good let's have him back oh, he yeah. was yeah i mean if you want anyone that's the kind of guy but then he is currently the guy that made the game where the servers are dead after a few months of release so yeah it, it's profitable as a game. I don't understand how Ubisoft stuff works sometimes. <laughs> it's just it's like, there you go. Um, yeah, so that, that will happen. Um, just to say, you know, there was some good hosting, which is uh, Janina Gankova, I think it was the uh, Star Wars lady. Oh, yes. Like, she, she was wonderfully enthusiastic. 
and really got into it like you know, without being like a superb performance necessarily which it was just it was cheery and upbeat and she was yeah you know, there was not the disinterested look you normally get with celebs even when they say oh i'm a gamer you know i like games so like that yeah. she, 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 she did genuinely she was yeah. working on like a genuine interest in talking about it and felt it yeah. because it was organic as opposed to that guy that came out and said sorry guys it's me again that guy made me want to punch mm. my tv <laughs> that guy that was just deadpan the whole time and came out trying to make a joke with his ted deadpan face and his deadpan voice and his deadpan personality yeah Terrible. that was patrick Fodlin, yeah the ross geller of uh ea awful guy. that guy gets paid to do that <laughs> awful i think that's the part that bothers me the most not that he was actually doing it but the fact that he gets paid to be a deadpan useless guy awesome we make bad jokes i can make bad jokes and i do it for free <laughs> I, yeah, I, I would do it every week. Damn it! I do it to this. Tying into that, the uh, Battlefront Two thing—they did a short trailer. Whoopie do! Yeah, it's wonderful. But they obviously set up the end to be like a match, basically showing a, you know, a big old twenty on twenty game of Battlefront Two and. Which is good. I mean, last year when they did it with Battlefield One, they actually waited till the conference had finished and then did that on the stream afterwards, which makes sense when you consider how this ended. But they also had a panel of people effectively making this like an esports event, except it wasn't because they weren't really talking about the competitive of this match, which had also been pre-recorded. And yeah. as much as they say, "Oh, it was live now." Like, I know there was it's just yeah, it was odd. And it it was a weird mix. It was more like an infomercial, which, you know, fair enough, it's a conference, but don't make it look like it's an esports thing. Don't force it to look like an esports thing. Because it's not really that sort of game, you know. It's uh I mean Battlefront two looked great. Uh, no doubt about that. It looks like everything they should have packed into the game first time. I mean effectively that's their slogan this time is we're not gonna get away with treating you like shit like we did last time here's 75 percent more game that we should have given you the last time cool there we go um and of course they did the very ea thing of oh yeah and we're gonna do all this stuff for free oh but we're also gonna have microtransactions and just yeah it's the typical ea give and take which is cool they're a company they gotta make money but i wish they wouldn't pretend to be sincere about it in this that way and go yeah, we're giving you all this free stuff instead of just saying this is the stuff we were going to cut out the game and pay, make you pay for later. But as a show of goodwill, we're going to just charge you for other stuff and make it seem like we're giving you something free. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, they, I, I'm sure they went this way because that's kind of the lay of the land now. Yeah. You have like games like League of Legends or, you know, any any competitive PC game, you're going to have... Uh, not just PC games, but I mean they're they're good. They're better examples because they're just more of them and they're bigger. You have the the free formula where like seasonal changes. I, uh, Overwatch. Okay, I'll just talk about Overwatch because that's relevant. Uh, you have the seasonal changes and like the events and things like that that come in for free, and then you buy. Mm-hmm. You can get this stuff for free as well if you play long enough. It's just time investment as opposed to money investment. So like you can still get the stuff, and that makes sense to me even though I'm really lazy and I end up throwing money at Overwatch anyway, just because I kind of like the formula. I like the concepts too, so I just do it. But anyway, uh, it, that I, don't, I feel less 
inclined to spend on those kind of things, which is kind of contrary to my actual habits within games like that. But uh, like, I'm not looking at it going, okay, I have to buy this to play this. Okay, I have to, like, and I, that's kind of the same reason why I don't buy a lot of add ons. Like, I, I don't really like, care too much. I, there are very few add ons that get me interested. So, yeah, like, I, having the, the, the free stuff just come in, like, with updates and just give it to me, I'm more entitled. I'm more, obli- I wouldn't say entitled because it's kind of just the way how things are now, but I, I'm, I'm more obligated, more interested in playing it if they're just like, hey, look, we have this thing. Thank you for buying the game. Check it out. Oh, if we have these things here, you can buy if you want. Like, oh, those look cool as shit. Okay, I'll buy some. Cool, whatever. I want to look cool, right? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, there, it's a pro and a con thing to it, but I like to have things not just saying if you want to do this, you have to buy this. Yeah, I like it more as an optional sort of like if you want to be the the shallow player that has a really cool skin and you want to show it off, you can buy this. I don't know. I, I that kind of resonates to more with me just because I don't miss necessarily any content, even no matter how long I'm away. Yeah, no, I'm very much how the same. Cool I think. This skin? Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's gonna be pretty because I'm getting back into it now. I see a lot of stuff. I just want to throw money at because I'm like that. But I'm the same yeah. way. If it's no, cool I, skin, I'll throw that, money yeah. at it or cool power, I mean, whatever. Like I said, I don't do a lot of multiplayer, and so it's good that it shows that the games that I have picked, you know, as my multiplayer games over the years, have been games that have followed that model of here's a bunch of free stuff constantly, and here's some cosmetic stuff if you want to get it like that. And I end up getting some of the stuff because I feel better for I enjoy the game so much because I get to be involved in all of it that I'm like. Yeah, you know what? I like your stuff. I'm willing to chip you a few more quid, especially if you like review a game and you you haven't paid for the game. You know, it's, yeah. it feels like like Rocket League, for instance, like that. I've bought some of the cars and stuff because yeah, why not? It's fun. It's cool. I love it as a game, and why not have a bit more variety in it? Titanfall too. I buy some of the the camo packs just because, you know, not because I especially care, but it's more like a oh you know. Your game is getting seriously overlooked, and EA just going to keep piling multiplayer shooters on top of you before you get anywhere. So, yeah, I'm willingly lend my support to a game that's so bloody good. It's uh, and that's that's a rarity, but yeah, and probably GTA Online as well. I might mention as well, which again, lots and lots of free stuff on that. And yeah, again, don't mind shipping in your bit of money here and there because yeah, you know, time I, I investment. I totally understand there. your side though, because I mean. They, they could be a lot more forthright about it instead of just being all, hey, look, free, 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 distract them with the free stuff and then yeah. let the microtransactions just trick them later. Oh, sure. And it's because they're not, it's not like they're the first people to do it. I mean, come on. We've just listed off a few examples of the exact Even at EA, it's not the first game to do it. So it's like, which again annoyed me. It's like they made it sound like it was this big new thing. It's like, no, you did it with Titanfall 2 last year. Actually, technically, re. Eastbourne did it with Titanfall 2 last year. Yeah, just no. It's, yeah, be a bit more upfront, but it, you know, it's EA. They, they have to say something nice because they they have an ulterior motive to do something not so nice underneath it because, yeah, business. You want to look to most people like you're doing them a favour whilst also you know, 
a little sink in the hooks there of oh yeah but there's this you know that's cool but yeah um other than that battlefront 2 look, looks lovely i like that they're doing the free stuff in or yeah as much as it's free you know adding stuff incrementally over months and months uh, because yeah you saw how quickly the first battlefront ended up just tanking because there's so much cost money and uh, it, the base game just cost barely anything by the time i mean it's like nine quid this week yeah, it just shows you how far it, its uh, player base must have fallen. But yeah, it, um, did you did you like the look of Battlefront Two, Tim? Um, yeah, I I mean the the formula in the original game wasn't bad. It was just not much, right? Like we've had this conversation plenty of times. Hmm. Um, so it looks like there's more going on. It looks better, of course. Um, they didn't talk about. I, I might have been just in a general delirium because of the EA show, but they didn't say anything <laughs> about like pro support or anything, did they? No, but I assume it will have because you know, everything going forward will try and, especially EA will try and get you know the Scorpio stuff done. So the pro support, I'd imagine, will be in there, you know, hand in, in hand. Uh, I think we were saying this in chat earlier that uh, it is a benefit of uh, Scorpio's existence is that there's more reason now for pro, pro to get support you know, properly from yes. games. So, yeah, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ben, what about you? How did you feel about the Battlefronts? It looks like Star Wars, which is good. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all you need. That's yeah. it. Uh, 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 you, you had to admire the balls of, of using an episode one l- map. Though. That was that it was looks very pretty. That was, though. I must admit that. I, I, oh yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> I, I, I'd say the, the graphics probably look better than the Planet Menace did, <laughs> which is shows you how that says. So yeah, that, that was that was nice. It was sort of a good end show, but the show just sort of ended from there. And the next thing you know, they were doing some weird thing for mobiles. Star Wars game. It's like, really? Is this still part of the show? Are we still in the show? Is it finished? It's like they, they weren't especially clear they were ending at that point because there was no crescendo to it. The battle that they had showing, you know, there was because it wasn't scripted enough. There was a no drama to the end of it. It was just like, yeah, here's a bunch of footage. Here's these people being these characters. Cool. Normal Please match. Enjoy. Nothing. Yeah, the fact that you know you're switching between about twenty different people playing and like you can't really get a fix on anything cool happening. So it's like, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, that ended and then that left people going, well, where, where was this? Where was that? You know, skate four was people's uh, big dream. Never happened. Of course. Um, the other star Wars game didn't turn up. Uh, Visceral and Amy Henning's uh, star Wars game disappeared without a mention. Um, despite um, a way out being this year's uh, EA's you know, charity to the indie scene um last year's has not been seen since um a small indie game fay which was like the second one they had involvement with after unravel that got sort of put in the show last year and nothing since and nothing here and it's like it makes you wonder that they've just cut ties with this as a project to you know helping out smaller devs in the same way, I think looking at the uh, ambition and scope of a way out, it, it's above the norm of an indie game. Clearly, it, it's something a bit bigger. Yeah. So yeah, maybe they've, they've had their fun with that, which is a shame. Yeah, um, you look like a great concept. Give me that all day. 
Mm. So yeah, it was um, not a show with many highlights. Let's be honest. Um, uh, we're going to have to do this with all the other shows next week. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, EA's was especially. It's not even that it was bad uh, in terms of the games. As we said, the games were fine, uh, good in some cases. Even like I said, the highlight for me personally is a way out. It was just I it was the different thing. The main issue is the fact that we kind of knew pretty much everything that was going to be there. Hmm. And it's no surprise that the, the the surprise one was the one that was the yeah. most pleasant. You know, that's they and to us I think they over egged the battlefield battlefield battlefront pudding by saying, Oh, yeah, we're gonna show you live footage, live footage, live footage of this big skirmish and it's like and then yeah, it's just you forget that matches can be very dull if you it's yeah. quite easily and it, it wasn't an especially exciting match to watch. So yeah, it Every time they did something good, it was punctuated by getting someone on stage who clearly didn't belong there. And, yeah, it, it just dampened the impact of us so much. And when they had something new and exciting to show other than that, like, you know, the Bioware's new game, they ruined it again by saying, yeah, here's 45 seconds, see the rest tomorrow at someone else's conference. It's like, if you're going to do that, don't show it, or maybe don't have your conference before that. It's, yeah. Sadness. Um, so yeah, um, for me, definitely a bit of a, a stinker, this one, but with the odd good point. Ben? Ben, are you alive? It did, it was... Uh, it had Hello? Hello? <laughs> In Ratchet? It did have some video games uh, with some it definitely graphics. definitely some video games. And they will be for sale at some point in the future. <laughs> that is a very astute observation what about you Tim um I don't know like just general response just, just general like was it good bad waste of time yeah yeah just overall and, I don't know uh, everything was there for the Star Wars everything else was just kind of uh, I don't the way out had a weird presentation going into it too, because I, that was the high point of, you know, outside the Star Wars bit. But at least the announcement of Star Wars, and anyway, um, that was the high point. But like leading into it, it was all, "Hey, we have this game, and it does these things, and it's gonna be so good, so good, yo, so 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 good." I promised you, it's gonna be so. Good. You got excited about it possibly being good. Oh, it was all felt so hypothetical, right? And then. Like once the and I just felt a little weird like listening to them talk about this game and like how good it's gonna be, but once the once the gameplay came out, I went, oh, okay, I can see where this is going. Okay, okay, okay. I think maybe they should have led with it instead hmm. of just I think saying good no thirty thousand times, you know, just yes. killing us with superlatives and then throwing us at the thing. Like they should have given us that. Yeah, it's no surprise last year that you know that's why Sony did so well. They just showed the games. None of the you know, waffle beforehand about this game does this deep thing, this game does that deep thing. It was just like here's a trailer for a game, here's another trailer for a game, there's another trailer for a game. And it's like let the games do the talking, and it does feel like insecurity when you have to pick up your game so much. I know you're there to do a conference, and that's the point, but it is possible. We've got to some do it sort of robot demon that's trying to join in with the conversation. 
<laughs> yeah, there's hear it. No, there, there is a, a beep, a buzz going on now and again. Is that you, Tim? I'd fix it, Buzzing. sorry. Okay, it was either a robot <laughs> or a vibrator. I couldn't we experienced tell. EA technicalities, we fixed it, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, I, I'm sure I heard that voice hosting part of the EA segment last night. So. <laughs> it's it's leaked into my life. speaker for this week's podcast, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Next week um, we'll have Pele. Uh, oh god, if only we'd had Pele this week. Christ, it would have been much better. I would have taken three hours of Pele's granddad stories over that. So especially over those two twats and the blazers. In fact, I wish they just had to hire one year just to do all the games. Every yep. game that they the announce. Imagine him doing Need uh, for Speed. Be imagine him. Just imagine. It would be, right, end up with him to... doing a story about him going to drive to pick up his laundry or something. <laughs> More than likely. Anyway, <laughs> yes, let's get into other stuff because obviously some of this we'll end up covering next week, I'm sure, but you know, it's rumour mill at the minute. Um, there's two trains of thought going into Bethesda's conference, which I think will just be uh, in the early hours of this morning over here coming up. Um, <sighs> we're either getting Elder Scrolls 6, or we're getting Starfield, which is essentially Fallout slash Elder Scrolls in space. Um, I don't know which I'd want more, to be honest. I like the idea of a Starbase game. The name for Starfield has been going around for years, you know, as being a thing that Bethesda are working on. It would make sense that they would try something different eventually. Uh, maybe the, the good way to do a new engine, hey? Yeah? So you don't end up with, with such buggy console releases so that people think you're mad when you don't have any problems with the game and then they can't even run it it's uh yeah it'd be lovely go on this time make it right um what would you prefer tim more elder scrolls or some space i in the hands of a team like that i would i would i would want them to explore something they've never done before like Space, just so what you're saying is you want them to make a good game, do something new. Like, I mean, you can you can make an Elder Scrolls game, right? Like they can make another one, and it'll still be, you know, it'll still be good. It'll still be what people want. But like these games, like the the original concept of Elder Scrolls came out of something that they had never done before, right? And it became huge. Like they they're capable of making good games, as like, they did Fallout, right? I mean, yeah. it's big enough. It's good enough. Like people, I, I, I don't want to say that's a good example because I'm not really into Fallout too much. But like, <laughs> the, the concept is still the same because the follow, the following is huge, and they, the love behind yeah. it, regardless, uh, is on par, if not equal to what you'd find with the love for Elder Scrolls, right? They, they just make another, just make another niche, make another nuance, like. I, give me space. Space is great. Give me space. Just give me space. Just a, give me all give the me space. space. <laughs> I took a turn. Like, give me space. Just give me all the space. Uh, the, thing, the only thing is, if they, they don't change the basic formula that runs both Fallout and Elder Scrolls, then the, it, it's not going to do as well as they hope. Because without the sort of fondness for a series behind it, you're going to get a lot more negative reviews if it's the 
same thing all over again, but in space. Because people will be like, yeah, well, I wasn't attached to this, wasn't attached to that. I don't recognize any of these races or people or factions. So it's, yeah, ultimately pointless. But to do it properly, this would be the point you would hope that they would try to sort of revitalize the entire engine and do this, then do a new Elder Scrolls, then do a new Fallout and see how that goes. I suspect it's more likely Starfield just because Elder Scrolls Online has just had its big update and with Morrowind and I think they that's their Elder Scrolls dealt with for a bit and they could just sort of shift the focus onto something else that isn't Elder Scrolls for a bit. So yeah, that's cool. What about you, Ben? Elder Scrolls 6. Which, Elder Scrolls 6. Do you know where you, you want it set? No, In the Elder Scrolls it's universe? Tedious, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Such cold, cold really logic. Mean. That's error. Yeah. yeah. Uh, In between oh, I did Skyrim forget. and some other time period that exists. Skyrim is not a time period, Ben. <laughs> Skyrim is a play. Skyrim. <laughs> um, just, I'll, I'll go back, by the way, just on the A thing, because I forgot to mention Alfonso said some stuff about just to say that he liked the look of, of Anthem. Need for Speed looks like a bit of a joke in a series that should just die, which was interesting. Aww, I like and the Need for Speed. Too- that I'll never buy it because... <laughs> speed but nothing serious uh, enough what's going on <laughs> and battlefront 2 was a must-have day one just fair enough um yeah so that's cool we we all have our opinions on elder scrolls in space etc i'm sure it won't be the only elder thing space. No, it looks increased yeah yeah <laughs> space scrolls yeah that sounds amazing <laughs> i changed everything yeah <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Um, let's go into smaller news. Uh, in less surprising news, um, Battleborn event free to play. Oh, it didn't really though. It sort of went free to play. Um, otherwise known as the the game that came out at the same time as Overwatch and uh, didn't do so well. <laughs> to be honest, um, it's been an ongoing thing that it would eventually go free to play to sort of help it. Um, so they compromise, it seems, and you can play certain parts of the game for free, but the rest still requires payment. So, yeah, they, they're just not helping that game out. Um, no. More Final Fantasy stuff was announced. Yeah. Wouldn't you believe? In, am I pronouncing it right? Dissidia? Yeah, Dissidia. I, yep. I think so. Dissidia? Yeah. yeah, that's good. Are you both excited for that? Yep. Yeah, considering that's been an arcade game over in, in Japan for a long time, I've been wanting to play it, and I've been like, well, it's, since it's in the arcades, we're not going to see it, but... Oh, no, it was always trying to be a PS4 version. Oh, there was? Yeah, ever since the arcade version was announced, they, they teased the PS4, especially as the arcade is based on the PS4 hardware. Yay for misinformation. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Square, Square Enix thing. A Japanese Square Enix game that they promise will come to PS4 eventually, and it's like, so we're going to see it when. Yeah, I don't know, twenty twenty five. Yeah, on related really news, Square Enix yeah, um, is it? it's Team Ninja. Well, it's their stuff, yeah. you know. In the same way that Kingdom Hearts isn't technically all Square Enix either, but, no, uh, but Square, I don't think Square Enix yeah. is, is working on it at all. It's all Team Ninja. Team Ninja. 
Yeah, but they'll be publishing. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, it was so under their banner. And we might get PS5. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Kingdom Hearts got an uh, impromptu trailer. And the most shocking thing about that trailer was that there'll be another trailer next month. Um, which, as we were, both, <laughs> we were joking, we were joking before the show. This will be when they start delaying trailers as well. For the game, so and I, I yeah, about it, the fact that the trailer, the new extend, the new trailer will just be the same trailer, but with five seconds of extended footage. Five seconds. I mean, at this point, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> he's a proud owner of this trailer. Buy the Blu-ray of it. <laughs> God, it's um, it looks good enough, you know. It's like I realized when I was showing my son the trailer that you know. Since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, you know, I had no children. I wasn't married. <laughs> I didn't even have a girlfriend. <laughs> it's like this, all this has happened. And technically, by the time that game comes out, my child will be closer to 10 than he is. Uh, <laughs> than he was to not being born. Hearts between comes out, your kids will have kids. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by this? Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah I, I had my mini rant on that the other week so it's like all the same i like the look of it i just wish that they'd have something more concrete hopefully what they do next month is that thing where they say hey this game is coming out within this five ten year period and uh we get something out of it that would be kind of um, wouldn't it you know tim it'd be kind of close yeah, that yeah that, with, uh, that, that'd be as good as it technically it could be really close with fantasy 15 if someone had a kid just before it was announced. Yeah, some, they got pregnant just after it got announced. It could be close because it's like 15, wasn't it? 15, 16 years. Mm. Yeah. They start, they start forming their yeah. own life opinions at that point and life thoughts. They'll be old enough. <laughs> pass, it, pass on the culture of the legend. Did you know your dad pre ordered Final Fantasy 15? He passed the three. Okay, we only pre-ordered it. You kids get all. That's what made me laugh. You guys get it all. That's what. <laughs> that was what made me laugh when my son asked the, the question he asked of any game trailer. Show was like, "Is it out yet?" And I laughed because it's like, yeah, Pass. not this one, son. Not this one. That's very nice. Of course, it's not out yet. Pass on the pre-order slip from generation to generation. It's like thinking, you'll, you'll probably be playing. Yeah, you'll probably be playing eighteen rated games by the time this one comes out. It's, uh, but hey, all the same. It's nice to see that we'll probably see two trailers in the space of a month. Wow. Um, speaking of delayed Japanese games, Genmue Three also delayed till autumn winter of twenty eighteen. Not surprising in some ways, but at the same time, a bit sad. I don't know if anyone else feels the same on, on that one. I still well, remember the fact yeah. that I've kickstarted it for £100 and I didn't even play Shemu 1 or 2. <laughs> I wish I had. I just wanted my name in the credits. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get that. We'll get the uh, remasters in the, in the meantime and that will uh, soothe the pain somewhat. But uh, mm. hey, we'll go. Good. Um, what else we've got to talk about? I think that'll be it for the main stuff because, Christ, we, we've already gone on a while. Next week's going to be interesting because this was just one conference we had to talk about. <laughs> it's like next week we'll have Bethesda, we can laugh or cry at Microsoft, um, Sony's, and 
all the other companies and we'll have so much it's going to be a big show next week so yeah that's uh we'll have to start earlier on that one um or, or i might have to think of a proper structure so that we don't just go off on tangents yeah like i can stop us going off on tangents um right let's go into the review score game Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. yes so last week we uh went for wipeout collection omega collection which um I believe someone in our midst here actually reviewed, didn't they, Tim? Yes, it did happen. Yes. And I hate that I didn't win this. (laughs) You didn't win this. Tim, the reviewer, was one point out (laughs) from the actual review score, which is a... But we'll get there in a second when we tell you exactly what the score was. The score was 85 in the end, uh, one... I will double check that just to make sure I wasn't mistaken because it was earlier, but you know, it could change a drop of a hat with one scathing review. Um, let's see what we got. Yes. It still sits on 85. It makes me mad because that's pretty much, that's what I gave it. Uh, Yeah. It's what you gave it. (laughs) (laughs) So Gary, it went for 81 clearly wrong ben got 99 <laughs> oh so close and yeah, unsurprising ben you were close <laughs> but not close enough tim went with 84 and guess who got the exact score right for the second week running it's me amario in fact this is the third straight game i've won the predictions contest so yeah um getting to the old results uh overall ben and Alfonso still on two points, Mike on two and a half, Gary on three, and me, myself, and I on staggering nine and a half points now. It's uh, getting to be a bit dangerous, guys. I think I've actually got more points than the rest of you. It's uh, nearly. <laughs> oh, um, you, you should pick a game. Out how predictable game reviews are. No games are. <laughs> I, just, I just review so many games. <laughs> I review so many games. Like, I know what cynical bastards are going to think of this. It's. Uh, <laughs> This is easy. Um, yeah, where were we? Let's find what I was going to look for for this week. Because not a lot of games coming out, of course, because it's uh, uh, E3 season. And unless stuff, of course, does get announced in the meantime. <clears throat> so let's see. Sorry. Should slide off here. Oh, oh, man. Can I stop that trailer? That's uh, a stupid trailer. Oh, go on. Let's do this. Cars Free, Driven to Win is out this week. That's right, a game based on the Cars license. And yeah, that's that'll sure be fun. And nobody is at an advantage here, here, I think, really, because I think anyone really knows what to expect apart from Cars driving. So, Tim, what are you going for for Cars 3? Yeah. 55. Fifty-five. Ooh, low ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will go with 62. Um, ben, what has the magic number generator given you? 87. <laughs> wow, this kid. I mean, I don't like to prejudge a game, but this is not going to get 87. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, though. It could be like the next Uncharted 2. <laughs> I, I've just seen the trailer that automatically popped up. On the release window and no, no it's 
it looks scarily like the last cast game, to be honest. Uh, I only remember from my nephew playing it many years ago. So, yeah, no. 82. So we'll see. 82. 82. 82. I know. You keep it randomizing it to see if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So don't worry, Ben. You'll win one of these one day. Maybe you should start, like, doing your own numbers. Cause uh-huh. Uh, um, we could talk about what we've been playing, I suppose, because that, that's a thing, and we have been playing games. Um, Tim, because you got you missed out on it last week because we were talking so much about E3. What, what did you want to talk about from games you've played in um, recent times? Actually, it's kind of a, a whole thing. I was actually thinking about writing up a, an article about it. Cause it's very a personal kind of sort of goal that I've oh, put cool. on this. Um, I've been. Long and short of it is, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Four again. Um, the my intentions are to kind of close out a lot of things. One, Konami from my life. Two, Metal Gear Solid, because Konami has control of that now, and I don't want anything to do with it in the future. So I want to leave on like a good note. Plus, it's my it will be my last Metal Gear Solid Platinum that I can get because I got five. Oh couple years ago whenever it came out i got like that october yeah 2015 yeah um but it's also a personal milestone uh on top of all these other personal reasons uh what i wanted to do is um i want it to be both my 130th platinum which is my next one yeah. and i also want it to be my 10,000th trophy and mm-hmm. i'm 27 trophies away from that figure so Ooh, like i want to i want to have it as like a uh, close the books on konami uh have some closure with metal gear solid uh have it as like trophy benchmarks and i want those benchmarks personally to be these things that kind of just take the edge off of trophies because i there have been so many nights where i'm just like i need these i need this i want to do this how do i go about it i need to look up this stuff i I just want to play games and I want the trophies. Like if I want to get the trophy set for that game, I want the game to be the reason, not the fact that there's a platinum. Right. And I've gotten in such a bad habit and I keep telling myself I want out, but I want this to be my last milestone. I want it to be so big that every other milestone feels like shit. Nothing. Yeah. So I got to get that. But yeah, the long and short of it is I've been playing Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah. Well, also yeah, how's that my other reviews, yeah. but uh, well, actually, because I have before I started, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if you know the trophy set for this game or not, but the oh, big, yeah. I was big, annoyed because I'd done most stuff. Uh, the big one <laughs> is getting all the iPod songs, mm. and it wouldn't be so bad if you didn't have to go through the game like eight times and one of those playthroughs being the big boss run through oh yeah which is under five hours you have to finish the game with no kills no deaths no alerts no continues and no special items and no healing and before trophies i did it and it was a stressful, arduous task, and it was the thing that kept me from even going for the Platinum beforehand. I'm glad I didn't, 
But when I went when I went back to this and I thought this would be a really cool goal, like a very personal thing, I went and started researching some things on it. And I found this guy who did a speed run of the Big Boss emblem, and all right, that is a thing of beauty. I tell you that very much. Oh my God, I I watched it. I tried to mimic some of the stuff he did. He managed to finish the game in two hours. Playtime. Right? I mean, oh, I managed wow. to do it in three. And I felt great because that took an hour and a half off of my original attempt from back in 2009, 8, 9, 8, 8. But, man, I just think about all the time and effort that person put into the game just to know all the nuances, like, like the very beginning you know that 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 first area before you get your equipment when you can get on that statue thing and pose with the statues next to it Uh, but he ran in like basically ran past two dudes and knew that those two would not detect him and then timed it so that this guy from the right would turn as he walked by and the guy down the lane would turn and then he shot at the guy down the lane to trigger a caution and that guy walked up to him, and he around the box, he grabbed him and CQC'd him, and then ran down, shot another guy to get that group of people to run away, and then continue going on. How do you, what kind of trial and error goes into knowing that that's going to happen? And that was like basically the whole game. It was nuts. It's, it's mad. It really is that people can just get that into, I mean... You were saying there about doing all that before trophies with all the stuff. It's like so many games I found that with. I mean, probably the most annoying was um, Grand Theft Auto 4 for me, where I pretty much oh did God. everything required to get, to get the platinum before the platinum trophies were in it. And then, of course, the trophies for it came a while after the trophies became a thing. Like that, and I was like, I've done all this, and I put some bloody good effort into doing it. And I tried. I really tried to do it. I just couldn't. It was the same with the Metal Gear stuff when it went to trophies. It's like, I love the games, especially 2, and I'd done all the stuff for 2 so many times. Especially 2. Uh, yeah, the minute the minute it was like trophies there, it's like, nah, I, it just feels forced. I don't want to do it the same way. Like, I don't know. That, that to me was like the beginning of the end of my sort of run of enjoying getting trophies in that sense. I, like this year, <laughs> I think I almost thought, oh, at least I I can average like a platinum a year, uh, you know, if anything, and that's fine. And then this year, Walking Dead um, season three jipped out on me for the final episode. Wouldn't show it, it, no matter how many times I downloaded it, it wouldn't download. It said it wasn't there, so I couldn't play the final episode. So I couldn't review it. And uh, yeah, it denied me a platinum, a simple platinum, which is uh, annoys me because I've got every Telltale platinum. It's like, and I'm going to miss this one because of a stupid fault. Getting their platinum is like the reason you play them half the time. Like the games yeah. are so. I mean, they, they're. I mean, I don't want to say that they're narratively bad, but after playing Game of Thrones and having to go through, like you know, because all the other games are like five chapters, that one's six, and it got so humdrum, so bad, and it wasn't even. And like the game itself wasn't as interesting as a lot of their other games they've made, and they just made it longer and. It's terrible. I feel like that game is a representation of where Telltale's games is a company. Like they they yeah. need to do something a little bit more, and this kind of turned into a whole thing. But anyway, 
that game was really bad, and it's essentially my reason why I'm not playing those games anymore. I kind of gave up. I, think, I don't I think really want to do that. Yeah, that was definitely the start of the proper formula of first episode decent, second one disastrous, slowly build up, then have a disappointing climax. It's like because it was, it was like the penultimate episode of that was like, oh, okay, this could be really cool, this could end quite well, and it's like, nah, it was just a bit fuff at the end, and then you know the the one that turned me off it for good, really. I was already doing Walking Dead by the time this came up anyway, but you know the Batman series, you know, should have been. A home run, oh, yeah. and they did some really interesting stuff with it. But technically, it was a mess. The story was weak. The, some of the character changes, the penguin in that was what, what they did with that was just abysmal. So like the guy's accent changes so often. It's like if you're supposed to be a Cockney, be a Cockney. That's fine, but don't get these weird. Ugh, it's horrible. Oh my god! Like, yeah, so that's it. And then of course they've now dragged me back in because Minecraft story mode is getting us second season and i genuinely like that as a series it's like it was probably one of the most inventive things they've done because they had a blank slate it's like minecraft has its law but it's very minimalist and you can do a lot yeah. with that and yeah it suited them down to the ground much like with borderlands where they could just do what they want with the story and while still including you know recognizable parts so yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. So yeah, I'm still in, whether I want it or not, it seems. <laughs> so, <laughs> they just have to release the right one at the right time. <laughs> no, I, I would, Sorry. I have to contradict myself here, uh, especially when you mentioned Minecraft story mode. I have, I, I've listened to you talk about it numerous times, and I've read your, your coverage of it, and it makes me interested in it. And I have a friend that feels the same way about that game, and like, doesn't, you know, generally only plays telltale games for platinums but he had a great time because that was his intention of playing story mode just getting another platinum but he had a good time playing it mm -hmm. and that makes me want to play it actually i i got it because of a, a an advertisement technicality with best buy they had it under like a minecraft like a general minecraft label for like 15 dollars and I went, wait a second, this game's 30 bucks. Is this real? And they said, well, it's not, but since it says Minecraft and that's Minecraft, I'll just give it to you for 15 So I bought it, and I'm like, yes, give me, give me, give me. I want to play this anyway. So anyway, that was a segue. Uh, but I do want to play that one uh, just because of the way that you and my friend have reacted to that game. It kind of gives me hope that they can make good games again because, I mean, Walking Dead was great. You know, the first playthrough was great. I've played through that thing three times for two more platinums, and I wish I hadn't because it doesn't hold up. But there was there are times when they've been good, and they need to. I don't know. They can be good. They just need to make the games themselves better, make them more engaging, more entertaining, just run better, even something. Yeah, yeah totally. Because now I they're mean, just kind of platinum generators. Yeah, that was the other thing with Minecraft Story Mode. It was one of the ones that ran the smoothest, which is just nuts. Again, it it was night and day again. Then when Batman came out, I was like, how can this run worse when they've got an improved version of the engine? Right? <laughs> it just, I don't get how they managed to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll probably disagree on the first season of The Walking Dead because I finished that four times. And yeah, it sags in the middle once you know all the, the tropes of it and it's like that. But yeah, 
the end of it just still hits me every bloody time. The duck, the every duck time. sequence, the duck sequence, just ow. Just, it's probably worth, the the times I've played it. Of course, every time I had kids, and it's just like no, you don't want that. It's like see, even season two, which you know is much maligned, you know, for a lot of reasons. But I just, it, I'm an odd one. Since I as a character, Kenny was one of my favorite characters, and it still yeah. is one of my favorite characters in any games. And it's just, I love to his story in both games and just you know, he's such a monumental fuck up but and he tries so hard but he's so you know bullish and angry and paranoid of people and it's just you want to help him and it's just heartbreaking to see him make wrong decisions and then make then redeem himself constantly it's just great fantastic um that's the thing i've always taken away from that series i was put to, you know disturbed to see what happened with season three that you know not on my version of the game but i found out through other versions of the game you know what happened with him and it's just like oh okay well i didn't find that out that's i i would have liked not to know that at all oh so that's the case but uh it was a shame but uh it's a shame because season three you know, has good bits but not all good bits and just it you know the the, the Walking Dead tropes of TV and game and comic are all there you know to see at this point it's like it's been done to death not just by them but by everywhere else and it's like oh look yeah the real monstrous man we get it okay that's cool but anyway this was a big segue from Metal Gear Solid 4 uh, to Telltale Games (laughs) (laughs) yes but it's all about trophies basically that's that's kind of the underlying guys we've only got two minutes till the Microsoft conference oh my goodness really we've done we've actually did it (laughs) yeah (laughs) I've got it uh, on the background with yeah. no audio ready. Oh, apparently there's been a leak of the Scorpio. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Which looks... More leaks. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like an Xbox One. Okay, that's fine. Oh, my God, I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> shocked. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. If we want to talk about any more games, then what are I mean, we might as well talk about some games no? because you know that's well. At least there'll be some games announced tonight, then. Oh. But <laughs> well, uh, so I don't know. They have um, a lot of yeah. time for hyperbole, so I think I think they're going to take that instead of announcing actual content. Look how powerful this thing is! It's like, yeah, what about no? Look, look at it. It's really powerful. You can play the Fifas and the Cods on this one. But Probably you've not got exclusive content. No! Oh. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting, I'm sure. It's one to watch. Um, you'll have already watched it by the time this goes up, people. So you'll know more than we do right this moment, apart from what it looks like. And, and yeah, well, you'll know by now if, if it really is just $500. And God, I hope not. <laughs> just, just I'd, I'd like to believe they're not going to be that odd. Oh, here we go. It's starting. Anyway, it's dying. Okay, well, we're not talking about it because we're on. Um, no, it's like out. Yay! Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anything else, Tim, that you played? Mm, no, I've been, I mean, I've been working with the fanatic wheel, but apart from that. Ah, uh, so, so, yeah. That and the uh, 
trophy uh, stuff has taken up your time, really, I suppose. It makes sense. Um, me, I've been playing a bit of stuff. Um, started Dishonored 2, finally. I don't know what, what made me start now, but I suppose it's the quietest time. I've literally only got Elder Scrolls Morrow in to review it at this point. So it's like, okay, I, I can say this now. But Dishonored 2 seems very good. Has some of the same problems I had with Prey and also the same qualities in terms of you know, the freeform design still not far enough in it to make much of a thing i've been playing elder scrolls online's uh morrowind's expansion chapter whatever you want to call it a week and that's been cool it's had a bit of a technical hiccup in the early days where it was just very juddery and all over the place compared to other areas in tamriel and but it was nice it is such you can see why there's such love for morrowind uh, as a game because it's just such a wonderfully alien fantasy environment you know, with the giant mushrooms everywhere and the weird creatures and yeah I, I can totally get it why it, that's the you know, the linchpin that's the area where most people stick their pin for their love of the Elder Scrolls and, and say that everything else has been you know, the dumbing down of the series since then and then in a way this is like a bit of a problem for Morrowind uh, on Elder Scrolls online because it is the most simplified version of the Elder Scrolls there is in terms of uh, combat and exploration because you have all the stuff that's come in since then with you know markers and quest markers and you know this overly simplified combat made for mouse keyboard means that you know you're getting when it, but none of the uh, not ambition but like uh, the minimalist stuff they had uh, the HUD and telling you what to do and then that's going to sort of rub people up the wrong way it's a nice sort of different time and yeah it's quite enjoyable good quest line there's some actual funny quests in there you know it's not all like go here fetch that like the early stuff had been in yeah so mm-hmm. there's some proper character to it it's like that and I like that about it and the new warden class is cool you get to have a, a bear uh, that follows you around and attacks people if you choose that class and that's good it's and, a pretty average you, uh, class right I think I saw it having like a lot of uh, yeah. offensive and defensive abilities yeah. and skills and stats and things so it's a pretty round, well rounded inner class right yeah it's pretty much like they're trying to get people to come in and say hey if you haven't played it before this is a great class for you so that it much like um, I know different game, but Titan Force has done that with its latest Titan, the Monarch, where it is like a, a catch-all Titan that just can change it, its loadout on the fly and do different things. And it's like, yeah, it, it's a great old thing, and the Warden is very good in that regard for ESA. So yeah, a lot of this does sort of simplify into the game anyway, and just makes it a bit easier for people who don't normally play modes. And like myself, I don't really. This is the extent of it for me, you know, I don't really play much in that genre. And yeah, it's nice. It's just the combat is still very, very repetitive. You know? It is that very much click, 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 click sort of thing, but you're doing it with a pad, so it doesn't have the weight to it. But yeah, it's been fun meeting people online and having fun. But uh, other than that, also the Xbox One is the Xbox One X. There we go. We'd... Xbox 10. Kisses. <laughs> one ten. Uh, you must be ahead of me because he's just talking about the bad power generated. Then X. Uh, uh, oh no, I've got Twitter. Give it to you. Gonna give it to you. 
It just basically it abbreviates to Xbox as well, which is just, oh god. <laughs> Never mind. Um if they're, they're keeping true to the oh, really. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I that's the enough Xbox about one ten in a way. <laughs> um Ben, have you got anything that isn't the usual stuff? Nope. No? Oh, cool. So that's that done. <laughs> Let's go for the shout outs as this is on. Um <laughs> uh, I will give a quick shout out this week to Limited Run Games, Double Fine and Fangaver.com for their lovely permitted versions of uh, games don't normally get a face in order to preserve those games in the event that digital games go belly up in any way. So it's a smart move and they've done that with nature, which is a defined joint and I gave my game nine out of ten, but to two good to game the score, do you want some stuff? It's cool. So yeah, I got that, I got a copy of the game, how they've all worked different gaming. I didn't realise that had pretty much got the artist for most of his one of the hexa palaces a plushie, which is just yeah, my kids have that already. Always look out for stuff run games because they do some really cool games. The you know, Night Trap twenty fifth edition in physical form. So that's gonna be fun. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Um, what about you guys? Any shout outs? Ben. A shout out to Phoenix Down Radio, of course. Uh, shout out to the yeah. Xbox One X. Yeah, the Xbox One X. <laughs> love the Xbox One X. Yeah, go on to you. Please, uh, hey, okay, I'm viewing the audio right now. Uh, thanks for coming in. I'd like to shout out a uh, company, Fanatec, out of uh, Germany. For it's not a little with exactly what a low kit is. I mean, I, I can see it and things like that. But anyway, this is easy. I'm excited about it, too. So thank you for seeing Imagine, or hope, well, we hope we got a lot to talk about. And Sony, I'm just going to come out and go, yeah, we've nothing, and walk off. Um, <laughs> they might not be able to hear me. Oh, and we can at least um, next week talk about people whooping and hollering over resolution and stuff like that, not games. Odd, odd, odd people. Okay, um, so it's goodbye from Tim, and it's goodbye from me, and it is goodbye from Ben. If he were here to talk to us, <laughs> we shall see you next week. Tatty bye. Bye bye, everyone. Ooh, I'm a spooky ghost. <laughs>